Hey guys, this is Brad. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any and every area of your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development, professional development is all about growth. And you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Thursday, <clears throat> May 6th, and it's it's kind of lonely today. Yeah, it's a little quiet in here. Yeah. A lot more room. Dan's not anywhere around us. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot more room. So uh, Dan's losing some weight though. Uh, Five pounds already. Right. So um, for those of you that aren't watching, uh, it's just Brad and I here today. We're going to talk about scarcity versus abundance mindset. But before we get in, we figured we'd give you all an update on just kind of what's going on in our lives because I think we've had some guests on and it's actually been a minute since we've done an actual pod, right? Yeah, this is about a month since our last real podcast, which was at the time just Dan and I. So yep. we haven't had the full group, you know, without a guest for, geez, a month and a half now. Yeah, it's been a minute for sure. So um, a quick update, I think since we had our, uh, our episode where we went out of the First Form headquarters, we decided as a group that we were going to do 75 hard. So we are on day nine, 10? 10. I we're think. on day 10 yeah. of 75 hard. What's, let's do a, a quick update on you. What's going up on you? Um, So I've just been running a lot actually. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of hate on like the going for a walk with your dog, but man, my legs, I mean, geez, I've done, today's Thursday. I've done about four miles a day. So I'm already like 16 miles for the week. And my legs are just like, beat so that yeah. second workout is usually just a, a walk or something easy i did some uh some of your yoga last night trying to stretch my it band out because it's it's feeling it right now yep but um yeah the biggest thing for me is just time management with work and kids um, and a wife it just gets to be like a lot going on with not a lot of time and when you really think about it, it's only an hour and a half but just trying to like have the intent to put that in your day is is tough oh yeah it's super difficult and so um uh, talk about the universe kind of testing you, like when you start out with it. It's I am I mean, first off, like I this is my first time attempting it. I didn't uh, I didn't try it the last go around, but so I went fucking ham like the last weekend. Like I was out uh, Friday, Saturday, went and had a few Sunday, topped it off Sunday night with like twenty two dollars worth of Taco Bell. Oh yeah, yeah. So like going in on Monday, like I was already kind of just hungover from the weekend and. Um, and I was out doing my second uh, second workout or whatever, run walk with my dog. And I get a call from my tenants that there's like a small electrical fire at my house. And this is day one. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, so I got to, my tenants are cleared out. I'm cleared out. I've got to plan my workouts. Like one day I, I lived at Bobby's house. One day I went to another friend's house and it was just like bouncing in and out of houses, but having to like have professional clothes and then workout clothes. Yeah. And it was such a, but like you said, like the time management piece right off the bat, it's just a for sure. The, for sure, the biggest portion of it, like for me. And I don't know what book, I, I know what book you're reading. You're reading the 75 Hard book, which, yeah. which I dusted off at the end of uh, the first go around for me. And I'm reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad right now. And I freaking love it, man. It's like, it's making me realize, especially here with tax season, it's like, I need to start maybe doing a little bit different stuff with my money. So it's like, Really, really enjoying that part of it. That's probably my favorite part of 75 Hard is the reading part of it. So um, hopefully we take a little bit more away from it this time. 
For sure. And just, again, we don't want to harp too much on it, but I think um, two things that I've taken away. One is, like you said, getting back in the habit of reading because I was so focused on audiobooks uh, and uh, podcasts that I hadn't been reading. And then uh, the other thing, when uh, when they talk about in the book, um, develop like the the mindset behind the habits and like the deep stuff that they do. You know, it's like, okay, two workouts a day, one outside. It's like, all right, yeah, you're going to have physical changes. But when he talked about how that second workout, no matter what the weather's like, yeah. and then I remember that there's been two days so far where it has been raining outside and we were all sitting there talking. We're like, I, like it wasn't fucking downpouring, but we were all just like, I fucking love this. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is that idea. It does give you a little bit of a sense of extra accomplishment when you're out there doing it, knowing that 90% of people would take that rain and say, okay, I'm just going to go tomorrow. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's the rewarding part. Like you said, I mean, you know, going for a run, you're going around in a park where there's normally, you know, hundreds of people and it's raining and there's nobody out there. You can just scream, yell, do whatever you want. Nobody's going to hear you because they're all inside. You could fucking run naked. Hey, maybe I did. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to find out. Um, so uh, speaking of videos, uh, follow us on TikTok as well. Our, our TikTok is pretty up to date. We're doing updates on 75 Hard, but we're trying to put out a lot more content into our day-to-day activities on what it is that we're doing, uh, kind of the, the problems that we're encountering and how we develop solutions around those. Um, follow us on Instagram, hit us on our email, any of those if you have an OnlyFans inquiry, but otherwise we can get into the topic. And again, that scarcity versus abundance mindset. So we'll, we'll kick it off with some quotes and then talk about our, our personal definitions of each. Brad, what do you got? So I have one from Tony Robbins and it is, when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundant, abundance appears. So I just kind of, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. And I think as you start to dig into our conversation today, you'll see that having gratitude towards um, this mindset kind of, or in, in general, having gratitude makes you more aware of having an abundance mindset. Yes, it does. And I was actually, I, I read, a, watched a couple of videos of his earlier today. Uh, we'll, we'll dive on that a little bit deeper. I'll, I'll jump into mine. And mine's actually from Oprah. And it's if, uh, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Um, and I think we're really going to hit on that here in a little bit because it's not only just a woo-woo, like law of attraction, thinking a new existence type stuff, but there's actually like science behind like, you know, your reticular activating system and how what you focus on, you tend to, uh, I guess, tend to manifest, tend to attract, stuff like that. So that's what I have. Um, let's, let's first focus on scarcity because I feel like there's so many people in this world that have a scarcity mindset uh, and it's just been ingrained in them over generations and generations. So what's your kind of definition of scarcity or maybe a scarcity mindset? So for me, the mentality of scarcity is just referring to people who who see life as a finite pie, meaning like here's here's the pizza and you took three pieces and now those three pieces are gone and there's never going to be any more. Instead of a person who's abundant, they're thinking, oh, hey, well, there's another pizza in the oven waiting for me that I get to have. Yeah. If that makes sense. It 100% makes sense. And I think a lot of people miss that piece of scarcity mindset. Like it's not only saying like, hey, there's only so much out there, but it's it's saying that like, I can't be happy for somebody else's success. I can't be happy when somebody else gets a piece of that pie because that means that there's less for me. Exactly. Uh, that finite uh, piece that you talked about, that goes for money, relationships, jobs, love. I mean, there's so many different areas. Literally anything. In any anything area. Anything that somebody would want. It applies for. Yep. Um, 
And so I, I think they have, like I said, they have trouble celebrating other people's wins and other people's success. And they come from a place of neediness and desperation, you know? And I, I kind of relate it back to, like I was thinking about it, I was like, you related back to like relationships. I know it's been fucking 20 years since you were single, yeah, right? <laughs> but it's like, you've probably seen your buddies like that are single. And it's like, you've seen them, like you go out to a party or you go out and just kind of any public or social setting. And you can kind of feel the neediness come off of them. Yeah. Uh, like they see a girl and then they, you know, you, you kind of hear the story about how they're, they're clingy. Yeah. Right. Like they just go over like head over heels for this chick or maybe even like in a job, right? Yep. Like if you're getting there, if you're interviewing for a job, you may have all the qualifications that somebody's looking for, but if you're hitting the recruiter and the hiring manager like every fucking day, like saying, hey, like I need this job, like I want this job, you just come off very desperate. And what that actually does is that repels people. And it's the same when you look at money or really any resource out there. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you, you, it's easy to look at it from that dating aspect or um, and money or jobs because, you know, you have somebody that's applying for a job and they think that, oh, there's only, there's only one spot. This is like my only chance I have. I need to get this job here at XYZ company. Not realizing that, yeah, there is that one job, but there's, you know, 10 other companies that are also hiring. And right now, if you can't find a job, you're doing something completely wrong, right? Yep. So it's like, you need to just be a little bit more aware of your situations. And I think that's why there's the mindset a lot more in the workplace is because people are looking at as, you know, there's only only so many promotions. There's only so many raises. You know, there's only so much time in the day. And I think people start to think about that way too much other than trying to apply ways to make it work. Yeah. And obviously we're a little bit biased, but I think it's kind of like a, a mindset that being an entrepreneur or a business owner um, kind of forms, right? You know, it's just like, you have to, you can have an idea of how a company is going to start, but there's so many things, so much shit that's going to hit the fan that it forces you to um, innovate and it forces sure. you to find areas that you can grow whenever your plan goes to shit, right? Yeah, and I agree, especially from the entrepreneurship aspect or startup is you, these companies, and, and it might be different for employees that are working at a startup in early stages because they realize that there are so many changes that are happening. Yep. And if you fear that change, you're you're in that scarcity mindset as opposed to if you have that abundance mindset, you you embrace it and you think, okay, well, how are we going to make this better or how are we going to solve this problem instead of just getting stuck on that one thing the entire time? Yep. So do you have a definition now for the abundance mindset side of things? Um, the only thing I have wrote down is like the most crude thing in the world and that there is plenty out there for everyone. There is. And we've talked about this before. Like, I think you've made the point probably six or seven times. It's like, there's so much fucking, like yeah. from a money perspective. There's money everywhere. There's so much fucking money yeah. to be made. And you say that and we always piggyback off it because it's true. And it's, you know, to me, it's just the opposite, right? There's enough for everyone. Like yeah. there is enough out there that any everybody can literally make money. It's not finite. Um, you know, you come from a place of personal worth and security uh, and you trust the process. Like, in my opinion, when you have an abundance mindset, meaning like, uh, a scarcity mindset gets very attached to outcomes. Yep. Like this has to happen, you know, or- And when it doesn't, they're they're lost. And then it's shit. And then, um, but the abundance mindset is, okay, this is part of the process. And then uh, taking it as learning experiences as opposed to fixating on every single win or loss. And then there was this thing like the, the end game theory, right? It's a zero sum game uh, when it's a scarcity mindset, you know? Um, meaning that like, if somebody's winning, somebody's- Yep. somebody else is losing. 
but the abundance mindset, I believe, is more of a giving mindset, you know, as opposed to take, 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 because I have to grab as much as I possibly can. And and I think somebody who lives in a, you know, with the mindset of being, you know, a little nervous or not with the abundance is they, they don't take those risks. And I think that's why you don't see that in business, or, you know, as a business owner or an entrepreneur is because if you want to be successful, you have to be willing to take risk. And, you know, that's that's something that not a lot of people are willing to do. No, I'd agree. Um, and I think a lot of, a big reason that people have a scarcity mindset is they're conditioned this way. You know, I mean, you can go back to, you know, when we're talking like from an evolutionary standpoint, it was once an advantage, right? When we didn't know where we were going to sleep, where our next meal would be, um, you know, and, and what we would do is uh, we would fixate. We would focus all of our brain power on getting to that next meal, getting to that that next spot to sleep because it was imperative for survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now people can literally go anywhere and get food for anything they need where, you know, and they still somehow find a way to bitch about it. Yep. So no, that's what's crazy. I agree. And, and well, and then not even from an evolutionary standpoint, but like just from like our family. So um, I personally grew up probably more in a, in an environment with a scarcity mindset, um, you know, just because there was never necessarily enough. Um, but I also think about it and I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this um, and kind of relate it to like the the problem that we have with America right now that 66% of people of families are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and it's because people get in this mindset of, you know, I was a kid, I would do my chores, I would spend my money or I would get money and I would get to go spend it. Yeah. Right. And so I would get in this cycle as a kid where it was like, okay, chores, money, spend, chores, yeah. money, spend. So I would do the work, get the money. My reward would be to spend that money. So I would get uh, essentially like uh, endorphins would be released like every time I would go spend that money. So that's how I started to develop habits like down there. Pavlov's the dog, right? Pavlov's dog. Same I get thing. that money, I'm yeah. salivating, exactly. you know? Yeah. And then as a kid, it's like toys and shit and whatever. whatever. And it's like, when Pure I, shit. right. When <laughs> yeah. I, when I graduated, it was just like, okay, now travel this, yeah. now this. Um, and we're conditioned to just, and I think it just, I guess, piggybacks off it and makes us focus on the now and the immediate as opposed to the down the road stuff. Yeah. And I think honestly, it's like the perfect question for me right now, since I'm reading rich dad, poor dad. Yep. And, it, and it's literally, I think the biggest issue with that is, is our, is our education system. You know, we don't emphasize enough on, you know, the, the value of money or the importance of money. It's like, it, it's all relative. You know, you could, you can make a hundred thousand dollars this week in a bonus or something. And odds are you're probably going to go celebrate that and purchase something with that $100,000. Yeah, it might not cost $100,000, but what you purchase might cost you $100,000 over the next five years. Yep. So it's like, um, yeah, I think that's that's probably, for me, it would probably relate a little bit more back to our education system and the fact that, you know, that's not that's not taught anywhere right now. There's nobody that says, hey, you know, this is what you should be thinking about doing with your money. It's like you said, you know, when you're a kid, you ha you have no responsibilities essentially, right? So you go do a chore or you go do a, you cut your neighbor's yard, you're going to go spend that 20, 30 bucks on whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And so like, and so going back to that, like Pavlov's thing, and then kind of relating it back to the scarcity mindset, it's, it's almost when we talk about, we've talked about this a couple of times, like if you're broke and poor and horrible with your finances and you go out and win the lottery, chances are you're going to be bankrupt. For sure. Within yeah. five years. Same thing. Right? So it's not necessarily, so the the cure to the abundance mindset 
or the scarcity mindset isn't necessarily making money, right? And, and we'll kind of, I guess this is a, a good transition. There's a couple of things that you can do. One is just being proactive about stuff instead of being reactive. But I know you've got a couple of things. What are things that people can do to shift from scarcity to abundance? So a couple of things that I have is, is positive self-talk. Because a lot of people who, who live in that mindset, you know, they say, oh, I'm never going to be good enough or, oh, I'm never going to have this. And instead you should say, oh, well, I have 10 years experience of doing this. I'm really good at it. Or I want to I figure out how I can make X amount of dollars and these are the steps I'm going to take instead of just throwing in the towel beforehand. Because believe it or not, your brain's like one of the strongest things you have. And the more you believe in yourself, the the better the results are probably going to be down the line. Yep. I think, you know, this is something else we've always, we always kind of touch on and everything. It just makes sense because you want to surround yourself with good people. You want to, you want to be around people who are pushing you and encouraging you to go after those things and say, yeah, there is, there is that money out there. There is that opportunity for you. Go, go do it. Instead of that person's like, oh, no, no, like that's not a good idea. Like I don't think Plain you can do safe. it. Yeah. And then um, a couple of things is, is to enjoy the journey while, while you're going through this process of trying trying to win is you need to be grateful for for the little wins that you have along the way. And I, that's something that I personally, like I, I look back on and I'm like, I see where I'm at now and I, and I love it. And I think there was a portion of that time where I kind of didn't, I, I was so, I was so in it, you know what I mean? That I didn't really appreciate what I, what I built. Yep. And I think now I'm at the point where, you know, I've got, I've got this new employee, not new. He's been with me for about a year. He's about ready to graduate. And, you know, like over the, over the course of the last two weeks, I've seen how much this kid's grown. And like, I know where that's going to push my business in another year. Yep. And it's like, I'm like sitting here thinking like, I need to appreciate where I'm at right now because a year from now, I might not be sitting at this table doing the work I'm doing. I might be sitting in a totally different office while somebody else is in my spot. Yeah. So I think that's, no, I think that's a great, a great take on it is appreciation because honestly, like, <clears throat> I think I was just talking to this to Dan about this. If you'd go back like two and a half years before I broke away on my own and I told you I was here, I'd be like, dude, you fucking, you made it. Like, yeah. you did exactly what you wanted to do. Like, you hit some financial goals. Like, you've got X amount going, you know, going away to savings. You've got this nest egg. You've got like a real estate investment. You got a business. You got employees. You got money coming in and you can kind of do what you want. Um, and, you know, and that shit changes, right? And, yeah. and, and it all comes back to, <clears throat> to gratitude. And it's funny that uh, we had, like I had your quote by Tony Robbins there, which is when you're grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. Um, so th from there, I kind of want to uh, kind of parlay off that into what Ed Milet talks about a lot. And that's your reticular activating system. And Google it. Uh, if you really want to Can get you spell the it? reticular, R-E-T-I-C-U-L-A-R, only because I got my fucking notes in front of me. <laughs> but um, if you really want to get into the weeds in it, check it out. Uh, but essentially, the the nuts and bolts is it it acts as a filter to what you're going to focus on, right? So it's like, okay, um, I'm trying to, I'm taking a look at what kind of car that I want to get. I end up buying a Toyota 4Runner. All of a sudden, I start seeing this Toyota 4Runner everywhere. Um, and it's not because everybody bought, went out and bought that, but it's because mm -hmm. you told your mind to focus on that and filter out everything else or to filter in anything that would relate to a Toyota photo run. The same, uh, in the same sense, if you focus on your appreciation for what you have, you will start noticing more that you can have. If you start focusing your appreciation or sorry, 
the opposite of appreciation. If you start focusing on everything that you don't have, nothing will ever be enough no matter what comes into your life. And it's amazing the amount of people out there that are like that. Like, it's unreal. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I've, I've been around a couple of people who, I mean, you could tell them the sky's blue and they'd say, no, it's fucking not. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You yeah. Know? And it's just, I don't know if that's something that's built up over years where they were in a bad situation or they were surrounded by bad people. But it, it blows my mind that that just, it never clicks with somebody. Like, that they don't realize that they're being like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I was actually listening to a podcast uh, right on the car right here that was talking about it. And it says scarcity mindset can put people in, like legitimately put people in tunnel vision. Like your brain capacity, you, you, you only have so much to focus on. So again, back in the day when it was food and shelter, like your mind would focus, let's say like 80% of its capacity on my next meal yeah. and my next spot. If you're just focused on like a, anything that's negative in your life and that's all you're focused on, you're blocking out every possibility of making that better. Exactly. You're not seeing every other situation around you that it, that is good. And, and you know, on the flip side, I do think um, having a scarcity mindset at times is good. And the, the reason I think that is if, if say, say you have a deadline of tomorrow on a project you need to get done. I mean, you, you do need to realize that there, there isn't, there isn't a lot of time. And I do need to figure out how I'm going to attack this situation. So I do think there are, are situations in, in micro doses, I guess, yep. that are really good to have that, that mindset. But overall, if you want to be successful on, on a large scale, on long term, I, I think you have to have an abundant mindset. Yeah, uh, you, I believe that 100%. And so uh, one of the examples I had, I was listening to a Tony Robbins video and he said he was sitting down with Jim Rohn. So if you don't know who Jim Rohn is, he's like the godfather of self-development and self-help books. Uh, so he asked Tony, like, what does it take to have true economic abundance? Um, and he goes, you've got to bring value to the marketplace. And Tony Robbins was just like, well, what does that mean? Like, that doesn't necessarily make me money. And then he sat there and explained a little more. And if you think about it, it's like, even though you technically pay people hourly, right? Yeah. You're not paying them for their time, right? You're, uh, you're not paying them even for how much effort they put in. We get paid, and you've heard this time and time again, we get paid for the value that we bring. So you sit there and you think about it. It's like even guys like us, like there's people out there that are making two, three, five, ten times more than us. Yeah. Ten times more than us. Easy. And working the same, if not less than we are. Yeah. And why is that? It's because their money that they're getting is directly correlated to the value that they're, that they're providing. So it another tip is to do more for others than anyone else on earth. Uh, and that sounds... I want to say you should do that just from like a, you know, a, maybe a, a human perspective, but, and, but I don't want to sound cliche. Like I literally believe like if you feel like you're in a scarcity mindset and you go do something for somebody else, there's going to be a weight lifted on your shoulder because sure. you realize that you had something to give, whether it was money, time or advice or whatever the fuck it was to somebody. And then, um, in my opinion, if you continually think that way, and I'm honestly like, I say this as I'm trying to shift my mindset uh, to this way, um, the more you get into what can I do? Like, what can I bring value? Yes, it's good. It's great. You might get into heaven easier or what the fuck yeah. ever. Like, but literally you're training your mind to come up with solutions like the Dr. Jason Selk, Relentless Solution Focus. You're training your mind to say, what can I do to bring more value, more value, more value? And you're eventually going to get fucking paid for it. Yeah, exactly. And this goes a lot back to our uh, minimum wage podcast that we did. So 
everybody go back and listen to that one. Yes. But I, I do. I think I, I have wrote down here that I, I kind of skipped over on things you can do, but I, I said that you should approach every situation as, as a win-win, meaning like what can you provide to your customer or or your friend yep. that that is going to be something that benefits them that is more than than they expect and in return like you said that weight's going to be lifted off your shoulders because they're going to realize like oh wow look at look at what he just provided for me and i i didn't even expect that so exactly I, I think that's an interesting take on it yeah um so it's a it's a really good way to shift your mindset um so if you're ever feeling like you have a scarcity mindset go out and do something super simple for somebody else that you know could help um, yeah. Yeah. We spit stuff. some fire there. We did. Uh, we, uh, so that's all I have on that, but we do have, we've got, I guess, two things. Um, one, uh, we're, we're, I guess we're going to start doing is we're going to start reading off, uh, reviews that were left by people, but not only reviews, we're going to start reading off the negative reviews. So we've got a saucy one-star review that we figured that we could share with the class. Yeah, we sure do everybody. But who's so- it coming from? Uh, the, it's coming from overseas, from Great Britain. Um, their name is uh, Nitsua125. So, holler. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Yep. And what they had to say is, just what the world needed. A bunch of white guys discussing hard work while completely failing to recognize the true issues in society. Avoid at all costs. <laughs> so, we, we really appreciate that. Uh, taking the time, first of all, to write a review. What was, what was the title of it called? It doesn't have... Oh, it has... Oh, sorry. I, I skipped over the best part. The title to everybody was Privileged Garbage. Privileged Garbage. So um, we, we're talking to our manager right now, but we're considering changing the name to the Privileged Garbage Podcast. So yeah. we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. But no, but thanks for taking the time to actually write a review and, and to give us a rating. I mean, hey, we appreciate that. Yeah. So we we kind of joke around about it, but we got some engagement from... Oh, what was his name? Um, a guy from... So we're obviously fucking just on fire in Denmark. Yeah. And then there's a surrounding country. I want to say it's- uh, Norway. Norway. Yep. Yeah, we had a guy that uh, thought the uh, the minimum wage, minimum skill set was our best. Yep. Uh, and then commented and says, I thought that was it until I heard Andy Frisella drop some bombs. I can't wait to listen to more content coming up. So, I mean, guys, we're fucking taking over Scandinavia right now. Yeah. And and today we, we hit- uh, the top 200 in New Zealand. So South Pacific, how you doing? I mean, fucking it's holler at your boys. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're just uh, world traveling right now. Yeah. But no, we really do appreciate all those uh, reviews. And hey, you know, throw one in. We'll, we'll read it next week. Yeah. Uh, throw one in and feel free to be funny with it. Um, even if it's a five star, if yeah. you want to give us a review. Five stars are better. And make it funny and talk about me being bald or uh, Brad looking like a grease monkey. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll read it on here, but we appreciate, honestly, it's just fucking funny the fact that people actually take the time to write that on us, which um, it means we're doing something remotely right, right? Changing the world somehow. Changing the world as somehow. As long as you're making noise, we're doing something right. Exactly. So uh, before we get going, we've got uh, one more piece, and that's going to be the OnlyFans inquiry. So the question today comes from Tom Green, and it mm-hmm. relates to our topic. Is this bum on your computer? This is, no. This is bum. <laughs> no. Do you remember that? Yeah. Tom Green, uh, my my bum is on your lips. Yeah. My bum everywhere. is on your lips. My bum is everywhere. Yeah. He just put that thing everywhere. Yeah. Tom Green, uh, his, his probably his best piece had to be Road Trip, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The guy reminds me of Bobby on there. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Not from how he looks or anything, but just from his stories. 
which where where they're on the bus and he just got done with with when the, he said I had sex with a girl and he's like I I boinked her <laughs> <laughs> just after uh, a story I heard about when you guys were in Florida just made me think about that yeah yeah and just to be clear Bobby did not boink anyone I'm pretty sure he's saving it for virginity but we'll uh, for sure did not <laughs> boink anybody yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for another time so OnlyFans inquiry from Tom Green. Uh, can abundance mindset lead to complacency? And are we called to live and operate in both? So, uh, and if I'm getting this right, it's if you have like an overly abundance mindset, is it kind of like a, like throwing on rose colored shades type of deal? Like is everything just so great and there's so much that it can force or it can kind of push you not to work as hard? And then are we called to live and operate on both sides? What do you think? I think we are, like I said earlier, but I think it needs to be in like micro doses. I think, I think you have to, in, in big picture thinking, you need to be abundant. But then I think when it comes to like, let's get this shit done, I think you do have to have that scarcity mindset. Otherwise, I don't think you'd really maybe ever get anything done. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I do. And it kind of goes back to, God damn it, what, um, there's, I don't know if it's like Friedrich's law or whatever it is, but it's just ba it's basically one of the universal laws that says you will complete a task based on the time that you allot yourself, yeah, right? exactly. Like if you look at it uh, in terms of like when you're given a project, right? Yeah. The teacher says, okay, class, you have two months to complete this project. If you get two months to complete it, you're it's probably going to take you two months. You're going to finish probably the day before, yep. if not like right before the class starts. If you're given that same project and you're giving, given three weeks, guarantee you can still complete that project. Uh, and it kind of goes to uh, the mindset uh, I guess what we talked about with being proactive, right? Yep. Okay. And, and I totally agree. And that's something I deal with all the time at work. You know, I'll be, I'll tell a client, you know, I'm three weeks out on that. And I probably could get it done a lot faster than that. But because I told them three weeks, I just know I have three weeks. And the last week I'm busy doing their stuff instead of just like steadily doing that project the whole way through. Exactly. So it's, it's obviously good to have an abundance mindset. Um, but, you know, just knowing that, shits out there that you want, whether it's money, relationships, uh, a new career, whatever that is, just knowing that it's out there isn't enough. You know, we harp on this all the time when we talk on law of attraction because we love that shit, but it's nothing without action. It's nothing without you defining some steps, setting some goals, and then taking the steps necessary to go after whatever that is. Totally. Cool. So, uh, probably a little bit of a quicker one. Um, I don't even know how much time are we running right now. Um, let's see. We were we, that was like thirty minutes. Oh, so, yeah, not too. It's actually pretty solid. Not, no fluff in there. Just solid, solid knowledge. Just straight fucking fire. But what about? Hey, let's let's let the fans know what we got going coming up here because we oh. got we got another round of guests coming in, guys. Yeah. So, uh, really good call. So next week we're actually going to Dr. Jason Selk's house to record a podcast. I think all four of us are going to be there along with the camera crew. 8,000 square feet. You think there's going to be enough for us? So I, I feel like there could be. Brad already looked it up on, on yeah. fucking Google, of yeah. course. <laughs> See if there's enough room in there for us all. Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked out Dr. Jason Selk, he isn't as active as Ben and Andy on social media, but still give him a shout. He produces good content. That's Dr. Jason Selk. Uh, he, his new book, which I'm not finished with, but Brad read, is called Relentless Solution Focus. And Brad loved that one, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a great one. Yep. Um, he's also known for, uh, my personal favorite is Executive Toughness. If you haven't read that book. That's, what, that's one, put him on the map, right? That's the one that put, uh, actually, I think, or was it? Uh, 10, minute, 10 minute toughness. 10 minute toughness. That's 10 right. minute toughness. So he um, he's a mental, he was the mental training coach for the 2006 St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, and actually, I think 
part of that part of the reason that um, they ended up winning a World Series that year, and it had been like 20 years or something since then, and helped them again in 2011. Works with you know high level executives, athletes, very similar space to what Ben Newman is in, and actually uh, Ben might have talked about it, but he used to coach Ben Newman, so he's a guy that we're super stoked to be on. And then he uh, co-authored the book with Dr. Ellen Reed. Yep. And uh, Dr. Ellen Reed just agreed to be on with us and she's going to be coming on on June 4th. So we've got some guests coming on. Uh, that being said- We also got Chris Gron- Gronkowski coming on, the ice shaker. I did not know that. We do. We just got to iron out of time. He's like begging us to, to get on. Really? So, yeah. So Fuck yes. We're going to have uh, one of the Gronks on. One of the Gronks. Who yeah. knows? Hey. Maybe we'll have a surprise guest. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You got to gotta tune in to find out, right? Yep, that's it. Yep. But that being said, uh, for all the, we love the feedback that you all are giving us. We're going to put a post on our story uh, for any influencers that you really love absorbing their content and you want to hear them on the podcast. Um, we can't guarantee it, but if we hear enough about anybody, we'll go after them. We'll cold call them. 90% we'll try, chance they'll come on. We'll try to find a phone number yeah. or something just to get them on. But again, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hit us on Instagram, TikTok, or email if you have any questions or feedback. Uh, smash that subscribe button. That's it. Yep. Subscribe, yep. review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah. If the you, whole deal. If you unsubscribe, resubscribe, our numbers could go up. Yep. Uh, I just found that out. So feel free to do that to, <laughs> yeah. to boost our numbers. If you got an extra hour, just sit there. Just sit there <laughs> constantly doing it. We should hire an intern to do that. We should. Create a bot to just boom, 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 boom. If anybody wants an internship, holler at us on Instagram. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.